Birding can be good for every part of yourself. It can even benefit your mental health. Thank you for tuning into Hannah and Eric Go Birding, a podcast by birders for birders. I'm Hannah and he's Eric. And we created this podcast to share adventures, sometimes misadventures, and opinions that we have on different birding topics. We're definitely not experts. Anything that we discuss that might be controversial, I want you to remember there are our own opinions and it might be different from yours. I gotta say, after like, you know, months of rain, we finally have months. some sun. Today, yeah. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, it rained yesterday, it rained this morning. <laughs> but uh, but right now, for like, this recording session right now, while we're stuck inside recording, it's sunny. It's almost hammock weather. It is almost hammock weather, that's true. It's, if it was a little warmer, and I wasn't so sure it was going to rain later, I would get out the hammock. Well, you're going to get your shoes wet going from the back door to the hammock. That's true. The hammock ham- hanging station. That's worth it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so thanks for tuning in. Um, we have a little bit of news uh, for this episode that we want to mention, and it's related to Flocko, the Eurasian eagle owl that is loose in New York. Okay, so you, you got to tell me about this. I have, I have been completely oblivious, and I've missed all of the all of the information about this somehow. I don't I feel, know how. I feel but... like I've only seen it on Twitter. Oh, that's probably why. So I don't, I don't look at the Twitter. At, at, at the Twitter, as Twitter, as the kids say. At the tweets. <laughs> at the tweets. Anyways, so um, and we'll post an article from Audubon that came out uh, on the seventh about it on our, on our show notes, so you can read the whole story there. But and be more informed than I am about it. Yeah. Um, but on February second, Central Park Zoo staffers found that this owl, the Eurasian eagle owl, mm-hmm. Flacco, was missing from the enclosure. And it looks like it might have been, uh, a, a hole might have been cut by vandals to release the owl, I guess, is what the intention was. So this owl's been being seen around Central Park and other parts of New York, because I'm not super familiar with the geography. With all the different parks in New York. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, New York just seems so complicated to me. I We, we need to go and spend some time there, because the only geography of New York that I know, like, honestly, is... From Gotham? No, no, no. So, well, it's very similar to that. Yeah. So there was a Spider-Man video game oh for PlayStation gosh. 2 um, back in the day. And it was it, it took place in Manhattan. So it was the, the entire island. And for the most part, it's relatively, from what I see from maps, it's mapped relatively close to what's what's actually there on the island. It's shocking how much you know about geography based on... Like video, video games. games and what's what's the driving game? Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Like you well, know see, how to get around towns that you've never been to because of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> well, because they based a bunch of uh, the different iterations of the game. They based some of the cities on the general um, roadmap of certain like Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco stuff like that. Anyway, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. That has nothing to do with birding or a bird podcast. Just saying. New, New York intimidates me. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, so this owl has been free for a little more than a month in uh, New York, and it's feeding um, on rats. It's been seen hunting. <laughs> and, you know, there's a lot of folks that are concerned about it hunting the rats in New York because, you know, they might have um, taken rat poison. And so that could bioaccumulate in the owl and hurt the yeah, owl. So sure. people are concerned about that, of course. Or I've heard the rats in New York are very tough. So I'd be worried about them getting into a boxing match of some mm. sort. Well, it is a huge owl. Um, there's have also... you seen the rats in New York? No, I, I, haven't. I haven't been there. So. <laughs> wow. But that's the joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, a rat king, it's going to run into a rat king. So anyways, um, 
there's also concerns that it, it may interbreed with uh, great horned owls because I guess that's like the closest relation that it has. So are they trying to recapture it? They did try to recapture it for a while. Oh, okay. And, and it, they just gave up and they're like, yeah, no, it's wild. It, yeah, it kind of seems like they haven't been successful. And so they're, I think they're not entirely sure what to do. And there's also a huge contingent of people that want the owl to live free. And, you know, a whole free Flocko, like, campaign and petition and everything. Because hmm. folks are like, oh, well, it was in this tiny enclosure. Yeah. And now, you know, it has the room to, to spread its wings and fly and live like an owl does. So there's also, um, you know, comments that if it is recaptured, to put it into a bigger enclosure. So it does have more space to be able to, to live its life. That's, that's fair. Yeah. So, um, anyways, you know, hit us up if you've seen Flocko. <laughs> I'm really curious yeah. if... I, I haven't heard a lot of reportings of people actually seeing it. They're just like talking about it, but I'm sure, you know, that would be a, New York birders are probably an seen amazing it. bird to have on your list. <laughs> so anyways, that's um, the latest news that I've been paying attention to. All right, then. So besides news, um, you had an episode come out last week. Uh, you interviewed for Women Birders Happy Hour. I did. I interviewed Kat Wendell, um, who is a good friend of ours from San Diego, mm -hmm. who now lives up north in Northern California. South from here, but north from where she was. Yeah. Um, anyways, it was so much fun to get to know her a little bit better and, you know, hear all her cool birding stories. She does a lot of like 5MR birding in her local area, mm -hmm. which, you know, just sounds really amazing. Like the, the effort she's making to highlight some of those unknown places um, and spread out the, the wealth of birding to some more locations in our area. Yeah. And her um, drink and bird was California Tohi, which I have to say is probably one of my best drinks that I've come up with for this. Well, and when you went to, um, you, you had one of the bartenders in town make it also. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know what? I need to add this to my repertoire. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's like my go-to now. And now I've got a bartender that, that knows the recipe, so I know where I'm going. <laughs> awesome. So, upcoming, we have some travel coming up. Uh, we'll get through this real quick. We've mentioned it pretty much. No, nothing's new from the last couple of episodes. Um, going to Champions of the Flyway at the end of the month um, in Elat, Israel. Going to Galveston Featherfest in April. Also, Birdiest Festival in America down in Corpus, um, also in April. Um, Global Bird Fair in July in Rutland, UK. And then um, hopefully, if everything works out perfectly, I'll, I'll be going along with Hannah too, to the International Conference for Women Birders in Uganda at the end of the year down in December. Yeah, so really looking forward to all that. And um, as we mentioned, I think in our last episode, we are still fundraising until March 27th yes. for our teams for the Champions of the Flyway. So if you have um, some extra money that you have lying around and you want to donate to one of our teams, We'll toss that information in the show notes, and we really appreciate everyone who has donated already to mm -hmm. um, to this cause, and you know anybody that considers it. Uh, just real briefly, it is for the red-breasted goose, which is a, just a beautiful goose species. I just wrote a blog about it. We can toss that in the show yeah, notes too, show if you want to yeah. know more about the competition, about the species, and about how they plan to conserve the species. Yeah. So, um, champions of the flyway. Champions hyphen of half hyphen of hyphen the flyway. It's a lot of hyphens and there dashes in between each of them. But uh, championsoftheflyway.com gets you gets you there. Um, we'll have a link in the show notes. Um, Hannah's team is. I think you guys are like eighty over eighty percent of your fundraising yeah. goal as of now. Uh, my team, I think we're only at like twenty percent, fifteen percent. I think fifteen. Fifteen percent of our fundraising goal. So um, if you want to help Hannah's team, um, women in step, finish out their goal. Um, We'd appreciate it. They'd appreciate it. 
I would I would really appreciate if people <laughs> donate to, to our team. Give Eric but, some money. Yeah, send, send send somebody to our team. That way we uh, we can give a give a good solid showing. I don't think we're going to beat women in step, but uh, uh, co-scopers could definitely use the money. And if, it, it's all going to the same place, anyways. It's all in in name only, giving us the giving us the win. And but. if you do uh, <laughs> donate, I think it was twenty dollars or more to Eric. Yes, Eric's twenty dollars or more. He'll, and then you send him your address. He'll send you um, a collection of his hummingbird postcards. Yes, I know they're not uh, desert birds or Israeli birds, but uh, but they're hummingbirds. That's what I have postcards of. So yeah. so that's what you get for twenty dollars. Twenty dollar donation or more, you get one of those. Get one a pack a five pack of that. So cool, awesome. So. So, Bird Nerd giveaway for yes, March. for March, yeah. So, this is the beginning of March, first episode we've got in the month. Um, as you guys all know, every month we give away something that's super cool. Um, all you have to do is follow our rules and submit something. <laughs> um, so, this month we have a copy of uh, Tamil Watts' brand new book. Um, we're actually interviewing her for this episode, so... You, it's the book that she's talking about. It's the, it's the book time. she's talking about the whole time. So if you want that book, if you, if that book interests you, if you want if you want to get a free copy of it from us, um, all you have to do is enter to win. And what do we want them to do, Hannah? So um, we want you by the deadline, which I'm currently looking up right now, which will be March 21st. By March 21st, uh, email us, Facebook us, whatever, and tell us how birds have helped you. Yeah. So either mental health, physical health, any any of that stuff, whatever it is. How do you connect with your family? With you your family. know, how, birds help. Birds help huge, lots of people. There's a huge suite of different possibilities. I mean, I'm sure a bird has distracted me while I was walking to stop me from walking out in front of traffic, and so a bird helped me not get run over. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Birds can help you. Any birds? Birds are available to help. Yeah, they're they're out there. That's all they want to do. Uh huh. They just want to help. Do they? Yeah. What's <laughs> that look you're giving me? <laughs> Anyway, so send us, send us that, and, and we will random, randomize everyone that enters and choose somebody for that uh, for the last episode of the month, the, the winner. Yep. So please submit. Her book's called Keep Looking Up. I don't think I said that when I, uh, when I introduced uh, Tamara Watts' brand new book. So Keep Looking Up is the name, is the name of her book. It's all, it's all about uh, mental health and using birds to connect and uh, better your lives. Which is a great segue into our conversation today. So we were so excited to introduce uh, and have on Tama Watts. Mm -hmm. And Tama was on my podcast a couple years ago, Women Birders Happy Hour. And she has just been a great friend. You know, uh, during that time, we've gotten to know her. We see her when we go to the San Diego Bird Fest, you mm -hmm. know, engage a lot on social media. And it, she always has really uplifting, fun posts that I just really enjoy watching. And... I was so excited that Tama put out this book and I've been, you know, waiting for it to come and finally it's here. <laughs> and, uh, this is, this was a interesting interview because it was also our first live interview yes. that we've done. So we kind of got our arm twisted into trying live podcasts. We hadn't really, um, ever considered it before. Yeah. I, th I thought it worked out all right. So, um, the logistics a little bit, so you'll, you'll hear it when we're, uh, in the interview. I thought the interview went, the content of the interview was just, was just way too good. It was sure. it was too good to not post also as an episode. So we 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 I have to do it. You're gonna have to bear with the audio a little bit. Um, we are literally sitting in the middle of the expo. If anyone's been to the San Diego Bird Festival, um, they have an expo center where they've got all the vendors in there, and we're smack dab in the middle of that recording. So you've got a lot of background noise around us, but uh, I, I feel like it gives a real a realism to it. So well, everything was, was taken in one take all the way through. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Most of our stuff's in one take, anyways. But yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like being at Comic Con, you know, and listening to like an interview or a panel or something at Comic Con. 
like there's a lot of engaged energy going around you yes. as people are chatting and you know people walk by our booth so that was really fun to be sitting there talking with Tama and then people would stop by and like listen for a minute or two and then move on so yeah yeah so so bear bear with the audio that's a little bit uh a little bit funky. It's not not normally what we what we put out, but trial uh, and error. Trial and error. I think the next time we do a live podcast, we'll have a little bit higher quality. I think <laughs> we'll. I, I figured out some of the kinks I need to work out. Okay. So so it'll be a little, little bit better next time. But Tama Tama Watts was an awesome interviewee, and I'm so glad that she took the time to sit with us for for this good. I think it was almost a full half hour, a little longer than a half hour. Uh, time chunk that she she devoted to hanging out with us and telling us all about her book yeah and you know we kind of surprised it on her that it was going to be on facebook too yes that's at true. the same time I, she hadn't anticipated that so uh, but she, she was ready she, oh she was she's good. a pro she, exactly yeah. so enjoy listening and you know keep looking up at birds hello everyone i'm hannah Eric. And we are here at the San Diego Bird Festival like we were yesterday. Hey, yeah, it says on Facebook we're live. Cool. Thank you all for joining us. And it's been a very rainy day here in San Diego, but the sun is out right now for a moment, which is nice. The the report on the news said like a half inch of rain. They were like, oh, it's going to be raining, 100% chance of rain, up to a half inch. I think we're like three quarters to a full inch. Yeah. this is actual actual rain, not like San Diego rain. Yes. So it's exciting. Yeah. A San Diego, a native San Diego, and I can attest to this is torrential. <laughs> torrential. <laughs> well, so I'd love to introduce our guest with us today. Tama Watts is such a good friend of mine, and I'm so excited that she is here with us today to talk about her new book, which she just gave me a copy of it, Keep Looking Up which will be coming out soon. But Tama, would you please tell everyone about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Tama Watts. I, like I just said, I'm a native San Diegan. Lived here most of the years of my life, which has been many. Um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am into mindful birding. I am certified as the mindful outdoor guide, an author, um, a birder. In the way that I bird, which sometimes I chase, sometimes I, a lot of times I bird every day at home, all the spectrum of birding, Um, mother, grandmother, wife, friend, sister. (laughs) So you wear a lot of hats. Yes, lots of hats. Oh, and I'm also on the board of Audubon California. I'm the Southern California rep for... um, yeah, Audubon, California, which represents um, 15 chapters wow. in our region, plus three college clubs. And really honored to have that role and help support um, birds, conservation, and the environment in the way that we do. And honored to work with chapters that are very much committed to doing that. It's really a, it's really a great, I've learned a lot, a lot of beautiful, wonderful people. And I mean, it, it's, it keeps me going. It keeps me um, motivated to keep going. Awesome. So, yeah. how long have you been on the board with uh, with Audubon in California? So, officially two years. I'm going into okay. my third. I kind of started a little early, kind of overlapping with um, the prior rep, which was who is Vic Leipzig at okay. CN Sage. So, but officially two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember last year. So you you came on a bird uh, birding by bike with us last year. Yes. And I remember it was like just just right when we were starting, a board meeting was starting, and so you. You ended up having to. Oh, that's not, right. You, you ended up not getting to hear most, most of the bike ride because right. you were you were busy with with your responsibilities. That's right. It was something quite yes, and that was actually. And I'm also on the board of Buena Vista Audubon. Oh, the, was, the, was that a Buena Vista? Was that, yes, it was Buena Vista. Okay, in Buena right. Vista Audubon, 
is North San Diego County okay. covers that part. And so that's what that was. It was something like pressing. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it was one of those do or die felt like moments. Yeah. Yeah, I remember sorry, every once in a while, sorry. You, 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 were like, you were like really serious and like talking, and it was right. like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll let her I didn't know you guys could hear me, though. I thought I had stuffed away. Oh, <laughs> no, Lord. no, no. I had no idea what you were it's saying. Like, oh, wasn't that a like, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were just so glad you joined us, even though you did have other commitments. But it, it, like, it was something I can't remember what it was, but it was a good, I mean, I showed those pictures, and people always say, I look the happiest. Mm -hmm. And it was with you all. And my granddaughter, who's right over there, and it was just... She's hiding off camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, really, the smile, I mean, that was such a fun day, and just biking around. And like I said, being a native San Diegan, just seeing the terrain and the birds in a different way. And you all are so knowledgeable. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was just beautiful. Yeah. It's always a fun bike ride. Like, even, like we, have, we haven't had a chance to do it this, this year yet, because oh, the rain wondering. has just been... Uh, Tomorrow, um, we got our fingers crossed. Tomorrow, the weather's supposed to be nice. So yeah. We'll, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get, get out and do that ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about how you got into burning. So, my the way I answer it is it's twofold. So, I really started with burning as a little girl growing up. Um, the first memories I have connected to birds, and I'm big about what is our story connected with birds mm -hmm. is as a little girl in southeast San Diego my mother wanted to create a farm for us and we had chickens and a little duck and it was a pet duck that I named Fluffy Duck. Fluffy Duck. Fluffy Duck. Right. Only a child would name her, you know. <laughs> and I would carry Fluffy Duck around and she would tuck her bill under my arm and it just was love and comfort for me so just that connection to that. Um, and then in later life I, like I said, life was busy. I wasn't as connected. For a while, I was a member of San Diego Audubon and took a couple of classes here and there, but not really. And then after I got injured in a, during surgery, I really got disconnected and just housed down. And so really one day, just looking out of the kitchen window, I saw a yellow bird. And at the time, I did not know it was a yellow warbler. I just saw this little yellow bird and started noticing it time and time again over the period of the spring. And it started to help me connect to noticing other birds in the same yard that I've lived in for many years, but I saw the backyard and that space in a different way because of the birds. So I started going in the outdoors more frequently and just that sense of connection. And so that's really how I got into it. And then one year when I started feeling more confident, I had bought a couple of birding guides and had gone online and even had tried eBird, even though that was a fiasco, because I, I inadvertently thought I saw uh, a rare thrasher and not a California thrasher. And then people were, because we had our names still in the phone book and stuff, oh, and they sure. were wanting to come oh, see yeah. this. And I was like, I thought it was a uh, Ben Dyer's thrasher. And so people wanted to come to our yard. I'm like, what's happening? There's all these people wanting to come to the yard. It scared me from eBird. Like, <laughs> but I was getting brave. And so then that same, at the end of the year, I said, I'm, I want to join a chapter and officially, like, really be a birder. Yeah. And so that's when I looked and said, okay, which one? I live up in North County and joined. I went to the Christmas bird count. So that's how I did it. And so that's really when I would say I officially got started again. And I haven't looked back. And joined and kept going. That's my short answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually want to ask you about that Christmas bird count because you did mention it in your book. Yes. And 
you know, you talk about how you were feeling really anxious uh, when you pulled up and you saw the people standing there. What, you know, drove you to get out of the car and actually make that step? Because I can imagine how terrifying that would be. Just to, sitting in the car and being like, I, I didn't can, mean to pull in here by. I can just <laughs> drive away yeah, if I want like, to. Yeah. But, yeah. And it was hard the day of to just go. Yeah. It really, and I was like overthinking everything. Like, do I have this? Do I have that? Water? Do, do. Um, what got me out of the car was just the burning desire. I, and it has, I guess it's my passion for the birds was so strong and the curiosity of like, this is like a chance to be with like-minded people. Like I knew that that's what for sure was for sure. That these were people that also liked birds because here they were. Yeah, they, they all just, showed up for right, this. And this yeah. is special. And this particular group is the beginner, as they said, um, new people welcome. Okay. And so that's what really allowed me to feel like I'm probably not the only new person here. Yeah. So let me try it. Like, what's, what, what could I possibly lose? So that's why. It's amazing how powerful, you know, just saying beginners welcome, that that, you know, made you feel like you're welcome and you can go. I'm sure a lot of people just overlook that, not, you know, even considering like, oh, I should toss this in there. But, you know, I think we're learning now that making, ensuring that we say those sorts of things on like field trip descriptions, that it is more welcoming to folks. And that what, what is it? It's the uh, overtly inclusive where you specifically say you are welcome yes. if you're X, Y, Z, if you're, if you're anything, you're welcome to, welcome to yes. come rather than just assuming that everyone thinks like, oh, of yeah. course we are welcome. Of course you're why, welcome. Why wouldn't you be welcome? Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's yes. And yeah. And I, and I, and I, that's kind of, what I underscore in the book about that too, is really, it's the intentional, yeah, we, the birding and invi- inviting people with intention. And just that word, welcome, beginner's welcome even magnifies it to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's understood that others are welcome in terms of their skill set or how they show up to birds. So, yeah, it, it made a huge... Yeah, because I wonder what I have gone. I don't think I would have gone if I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way I'll really know because it was there. Yeah, yeah. But I have a feeling that that definitely made, I know it did. It, that's what made it possible for me. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'm glad you took that step <laughs> and did it. I, I'm yeah. glad somebody had the foresight to think, I'm going to put beginner's welcome on, on this flyer. Yes. So the healing power of birding is, is kind of a growing concept in the birding community. Um, how can someone use birds to heal? <sighs> um... I think I would answer that to say to use the birds as you want to. There's no prescribed certain way. And I think that's so important to underscore that and really, really mean that to folks who are listening, that however you connect with the birds, you perceive the birds, you experience the birds, is how you heal. So if I feel like when I see doves, that gives me a sense of peace, then that's what I mean. Like, and maybe for someone else, it means um, something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, it, and, that's, and that's, you know, it's like the self-compassion to say permission granted to just do it the way you want to do it and not feel that you have to do it according to what maybe has historically been done or to look a certain way or dress a certain way or be a certain way. I mean, a lot of mornings, I'll tell you right now, I'm out there in my backyard in my pajamas. Because for me, that's healing for me. Yeah, like to start, yeah. and it's like I meditate, I'll be in my pajamas, a little coffee, and then the birds 
I, they welcome. So for me, that's a sense of healing in the way I like to do it. Yeah. I, I like I like that answer because I, I feel like that's something that Hannah and I kind of aspire to, like encouraging is bird however the heck you want a bird. If you're enjoying birds listing, if you're enjoying birds from your backyard, like I, I, I like that because I always think of whenever I see um, like books, there's uh, Ornotherapy was out and then, and then this one. I always think on the surface when I when I uh, am, am like reading the description about it, is this going to be like, oh, you have to meditate, you have to, you have to do this, and I, oh, I, I like hearing like, okay. no, 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 just enjoy them. Enjoying yeah. them is the meditative process. Not, yeah. You don't have to do it in, in your backyard in yoga pants, stretching and enjoying yeah, a no, robin oh. sitting there. You can, you you can chase a loon around the yeah, county. Yeah, exactly. If that's therapeutic, yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's I, a great. I, like I love that. that feedback too. <laughs> I never thought about that. I like that because I, I always I always think of it as like anytime I see books that are about the mindfulness of birding and stuff like that that it's like oh you have to sit and contemplate and do it differently than way, the way I normally do it so I'm like ah this this really isn't for me like I I, I enjoy birds the way I enjoy birds. yeah like it's it's different every time I enjoy them but I, yeah. I, I enjoy them I don't necessarily sit and contemplatively think about the way a robin's feeling and, and stuff like that yeah but, yeah but I enjoy them and I feel like it's it's meditative and relaxing to go out there and see a whole bunch of something yeah like, see, see see a spectacular of some sort exactly and, and that for, for me that feels healing and meditative so so here's it's, the thing so let me just like here's that. a little nugget because i just i love that feedback because i didn't know that so mindfulness is about being in the present moment with no judgment just acceptance of what is and so you can do that while you're washing the dishes driving in pursuit of a bird mm-hmm being still however you are so it, it, it it's the it's the noticing what presents itself in the present because a lot of times we're thinking about what either happened mm-hmm. or is going to happen which so you're not in the present moment you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna be or I should have why didn't I yeah, yeah. which actually breeds anxiety also because we're like why didn't I so you're thinking anxiously or like well I'm gonna have to and you're planning ahead and you're missing like the beautiful flock that you came to see. Yeah, yeah. That you, you know, took three or four planes, did whatever you did to prepare yeah. to get there, and then you're worried. So it's like, that's what mindfulness is about. So this is really helpful. And I'm glad you're talking about this, that it's not a have to do. It's just be how you are and just notice what's coming up. Yeah. 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 No- notice what's in front of you. Yeah. And, yeah. And enjoy it as it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. That, that helps me, uh, like you know, channel my, my anxiety because I do have a lot of like, Oh, I should be doing this. I, you know, oh, why Hannah's I do about that? the most anxious person I know <laughs> constantly. Well, and sometimes that prevents me from birding because it's like, I really want to yes. go birding, but I've got all yeah. these other yes. things that I need to be doing. You know, I can't take the time for right. myself yes. to spend half an hour birding or something like that. And you know what I do with that? Cause I do that too. It's like, you know, I could, okay, that's an hour doing birding or should you do this? And I then you deserve to, to go birding. Yeah. Like you get, to, you have now earned the time to bird, which means there's that mental struggle that goes on. Sure. So what about this concept of birding creates space for you to be clearer? Because mindfulness also brings about, and we have now research that supports that seeing birds, spending time with birds increases your concentration reduces your anxiety and stress levels, reduces cortisol um, levels, which is the stress hormone, 
increases your immunity and you're spending time out in nature amongst the trees that emit um, chemicals that really help with well-being. So you're better able to concentrate and focus. So yeah. spending that time is, if you have to justify, which why do we have to with birds, but just we do. <laughs> but it's like, let's try to shift from that and say, this is like medicinal. This is going to help me attend to these other tasks sharper, more efficiently and effectively. So that's why I started to turn that around and say, no, maybe I'm not going to do an hour, but I'm going to grant myself permission to do half an hour. Yeah. You know, and just start, and, then, and you'd be amazed, like, it works out. Yeah, you know, there's sometimes during the summer, we're so busy at our hotel during the summer that Eric will just be, like, bouncing off the walls. And he... I, I, I get so anxious if I don't go outside. Like, I get... And I, I never, I, I'd always attributed, oh, I, I need to go for a run or I need, I need to do something. But birding has been something that if I just take 15 minutes, I, yep. it, redu it reduces my stress and anxiety and then I can get back focused on what I need to do. Yeah, um, you're doing it. So you're doing that for so yourself. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, for the last couple of years, that's, that's what I've been doing. And for a while, it was, I would always go for a run. And sometimes that would work. Sometimes, sometimes it wouldn't work. But like stay, just literally just stepping out of the back door and looking from the laundry room door, like I hear the dryers and everything's still going, but yeah. there's downy woodpeckers, there's Stellar's jays, there's there's chickadees all on these trees right behind us that I can sit and enjoy for 15 minutes. And then, and then I'm like, okay, now I can sit down. Now I can go back to answering emails. I can do whatever, whatever I was supposed to be doing that Hannah had been reminding me to do for two hours. <laughs> right. It's like, but you're supposed to do the birding so that you could go back and do that. And you probably went through it a lot faster. Oh, I'm sure. Well, probably. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm not very good at working, so. But, you know, but like the email, I'm, I wonder if that helped you to go through it faster. You know what I mean? Like, I, I imagine It might so, try yeah. to do an experiment. Like, I was going to say, we'll have to try yeah. that this summer. You know, when you're bouncing off the walls, you're, you're, and you're, you're like, okay, Eric, double blind 15 studies minutes on me. of birding right now. <laughs> go out, go. Ready, set, go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then, I mean, because they, we talk about that in stress management, you know, as a, as a therapist. If you take a break, like every top of the hour, take 10 minutes, go outside if you can. Not everybody has the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So then if you can't go outside for whatever reason, then looking out through a window or a door, which I talk about too, is important too because there's research about that too. It's the connection with the outdoors, the green spaces, the blue that connects us because elementally we are, we're kind of, or, what's the word? What's the word? Um, you know, like Part oriented to, to, to be connected to nature. Yeah. yeah. You know, from the, the, the plains of the savannah of Africa, that's why we like vistas, they've shown. You know, oh, that okay. sense of awe and connection. Yeah. It brings restoration. There's a whole thing about restoration theory and awe. That's what that's about. So that's why going out, they've seen, is helpful in that way. And you're changing your environment, and then you come back refreshed. That must be why I like like deserts and Paramo and like those habitats where it's just like you see miles and miles and miles of just like either rolling hills or cliffs or stuff out there. Yep. That's yeah. all right. So when you and then when you're doing the laundry, <laughs> stepping up and with the noise and all that, and you're able to notice that's mindfulness, by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is a birder that's mindfully birding. <laughs> so I, I didn't ask even know. <laughs> Uh, so I noticed at the end of all your chapters, you have activities and um, like uh, experiences that you want people to do. You know, how did you write those? I just really just contemplated what I found helpful for myself. Okay. And I thought, and I just constructed it. And I did do it with 
because of my mental health background. Yeah. So there is that aspect of my considering what would that elicit or bring out, hopefully, in others. So I kind of, I did. I just created it myself from personal experience, blending some clinical knowledge about, like, if it was related to stress or health or mental health and my, you know, experiences with physical um, illness, chronic illness, things like that. So it's a blend of those approaches um, is how I created it so that it would be experiential and deepen the reader's connection with birds on their own from what they read from my story and the content of that particular chapter. Okay, yeah, it, it's reading through it, it was really obvious, you know, that you have all this experience in doing um, therapeutical work. And so it, it was kind of like, you know, being asked by a therapist, you know, <laughs> to consider these different things, which is great because, you know, it's a lot of things I don't consider about, you know, community and my own house on your nest chapter that um, I should be considering as I'm going through my birding journey. So oh, I'm glad, okay. you know, you you added that in there so people can, you know, have a more well-rounded experience as they, they get out and bird and, you know, really think more about what their birding means to them. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. This is all new for me, hearing about the book. <laughs> So is, it, is this the first time somebody's yeah. talked to you about your book? Yes, in this way, in this way. Okay. Yeah, I've, you know, I have, there's a couple of podcasts coming up that I've done, but not like this and not live like this <laughs> and not with the book. This is the first Is this time. the first time you're seeing the book? The, like when uh, you just brought it down? Well, they, they ordered these from the publisher. Okay. So they actually had these on their own. They got the, the meaning San Diego Bird Festival got yeah, yeah. those. Yeah. And these were especially released by... The publisher is Hay House, and they're distributed through Penguin Random House. Okay. So they did a special authorization to allow these to come down here, to be oh. delivered here for the bird festival. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a big deal That's that awesome. they're out a week, 10 days, 9 days early. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. What's, what's the date of release March for the 7th. normal public? March, March 7th. 7th. Right. Yeah. And it'll be in this form, book, um, ebook. And audio. I narrated the audio too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So yeah. you, you, you didn't find like a very uh, like a super famous Shakespearean like, no, person. I, you like know, that. my voice. You know, they felt that <laughs> that would be a good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, throughout your experiences in birding and writing this book, <laughs> how has your relationship with birds changed? That's a good question, Hannah. I don't know if they've changed. I don't know if in writing the book, it just helped to, for me to think deeply about that. Um, so maybe is that what I, is that it? Because I feel like the, how I feel, how I see birds and how I connect with them is the same. Now, I will say in terms of community, like meeting you two and others, either in person or virtually and how we've done has really been, that, that has, that has changed. I have to say that. And yeah. just that broader magical experience of the birds, they just keep showing up. I don't know how to explain that, that they keep showing up in different ways, forms, and this journey, like I don't know what's next. So I feel like they're like ushering me and people I've met along, so maybe that? But I, I feel in some a lot of ways I still connect with them in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But they've helped broaden kind of yes. different aspects of your life. That maybe. is true, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think feel like we probably, you know, noticed that a lot too. Like, if not for birds, we wouldn't be doing all this podcasting and stuff, and you know, coming to festivals. But 
we still bird like the same way. Yeah. It's just everything around it has kind of changed. Yeah, a like bit. it's expanded out, out, out. Yeah. To involve just love and connection. That's what I've experienced. Is that I really have like it's hard to explain it, the texture of that, but that's what I was trying to ex express in the book is how community can be a healing aspect through birds. Is there's yeah. a lot of kind people. There's a lot of people that are learning to be more inclusive. There's, I, I don't know, I, that's my, been my experience with it, yeah. I, I kind of feel like you're, kind of to sum up what you're saying, like for, for us with podcasting, I feel like we, don't, we haven't really changed the way we experience birds or the way we enjoy birds, but we share how we're doing that with people through podcasting. And then this is, this is a similar, similar medium that may, may, maybe you're not changing the way you're, you're viewing or enjoying birds, but now you're letting everyone everyone in the world know this is this is how I enjoy birds and this is how it's helped me to connect with myself and connect with those around me and maybe you could try it too yeah that's the thing yeah, yeah. And try it give it a try it's no judgment you know birds in nature are I always like I say is are um, accepting mm -hmm. they're not judgmental and so use that for your healing well yeah. rent tits are a little judgmental <laughs> but if you've ever seen them that's, look at you you're projecting you're <laughs> projecting they're just trying to see the color of your eyes. Oh, is that what they're trying to do? Yes. See, they, 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 they look so judgmental. Every time no, I see them, they're just see, like, they're glaring. That stuff. No, they're <laughs> just saying, hey, can we have some more food? Oh, okay, all right. And what color are your eyes? No, that's okay, so they're not judging me. Okay, well, that no. makes me feel better. <laughs> so I, I can go back and enjoy rent hits then. Yes. So you, you don't have I'm, to be afraid of them anymore. I don't have to be afraid of rent hits. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> little... Hummingbirds, maybe, but not <laughs> Yeah, they'll pierce your ears. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, um, so you've been doing a lot of speaking engagements uh, lately. Uh, do you have any upcoming ones that folks can attend, maybe virtually? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> That's okay. I, 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 my, it's I, like I, a swirl. Like tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow here at the San Diego Beer Festival, for sure, for sure. If you're local or you're coming down. From 11 to 12, I am doing an author talk with Nora Ives, who's part of San Diego Audubon. She's a conservationist, environmentalist, um, has a background in theater. She's gonna, we're going to be talking about Keep Looking Up, the book. Um, so that's kind of like my official like author talk in that oh, way. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And so books will be there, and then I'll do a, my first signing that's awesome. at that. And so that's at from 11 to 12. And then virtually... I, yes, I am um, one of the guides who will be offering um, through Audubon, California, in partnership with Weaving Earth. Okay. Um, March starting on March sixth, it's a four-week webinar series that will also have an interactive component for mindful bird sit and bird language, and so okay. that will be each Monday, and that that is um, virtual, and you can go to Audubon, California, and see more about that for registration. Um, yeah, and there's a few things coming up. Yeah, so you're, I, I, I saw your website is tam, tamawatts.com. Yes, tamawatts.com. Tamawatts.com, and, and it's got all, all your event schedule coming up. Is that it, is that pretty accurate, what's what's on there? It is not. Oh, no. No, okay. it's in the process of being revamped. Okay, all revamped. right, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I scrolled through last night. Yeah. I didn't really pay. I just saw. Yeah, yeah, no, I have I, done I in the stuff. past, okay. yes. I have done some more, and there are some coming up. But okay. those are... Um, yeah, my website's in the process behind the scenes of being quickly caught I up. see. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got so much going on right now. It's <laughs> the, the, book, the book coming out in, in a couple days. and Yeah. 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 
Awesome. Well, do you have? Do you want to tell us anything else? Does anybody else need to know anything about uh, Keep Looking Up that we haven't gone over yet? Anything? Any any other last minute pitches before before um, we close this out? No, I just want to thank everyone that's listening and will listen and um, please enjoy the birds. And you know, the title really is both Keep Looking Up for Birds and stay positive when you can and accept your conditions as they are and keep going and birds can journey along with you. And yeah, birds are awesome, like awesome. I say. Awesome. Well, th- thanks for taking time. I-, I know you're super busy. You've got all sorts of are stuff Are you kidding? I've been waiting to see you guys. <laughs> I was well, trying to well, get thanks. back up to Cannon Beach. That's another thing. In the book, it, it, yeah. chapter it says six, eight, eight is yeah. about, no, chapter seven. Chapter seven is... Um, migration, bird watching in your environment, which is really about travel, mm-hmm. right? And so my story for that, each chapter opens with a story. My chapter for that is my st- my travel by myself. I wanted to see puffins. I'd never seen the puffins, and I learned that they were at Cannon Beach in Oregon. Where, where we're at? Beautiful. And so I went and met Jessie, which I still got to connect with her again. Little did I know that these two are live there. Yeah. We were like half a mile away at the time. I had no idea. And, and our birders <laughs> love it. So and, and advocate for them too. So it's just that's what I mean by birds are magical like that, mm-hmm. right? So I gotta get back up to Cannon Beach. That's just a buzz as we talked about. We'll have a room ready for you yeah. when you go. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. Well well thank, thanks for talking with us thank and you. Uh, good luck on the on the sales and everything of the book. Thank and you. Ho- hopefully it blows up as big as, yes, as we please, all think it will. That is true. Please I appreciate as a new author um, getting the book, giving gifting the book, sharing it with others, and also when you go to your libraries asking for the book so that folks who may not be able to buy the book can get the book. That's yeah. that to me really would touch my heart, is that all right. Is, Thanks. Well, thank you so much. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you. So th- thank you so much, Tama, for sitting with us. That was that was awesome. Um, I know we, we got distracted a couple of times uh, with uh, uh, people walking by, waving at us and saying <laughs> hi. And so there was there was there was a couple stutter steps throughout it, but uh, but it was good. I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to her um, her take on outside of the book what she what she has to say about about what she wrote and and all that stuff and. And we, we were able to have some good conversations about some things that she hadn't thought of about the way I was interpreting some of the things in her book. So that was that was fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's always a good time talking to Tama. She's very insightful oh, yeah. and just has so many great things to say about birds and about our lives that I never consider. So mm-hmm. I just get so much joy talking with her. And it's too bad that it's only once a year we end up seeing her. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, if you would like to go out and purchase your own copy, we'll toss it in the show notes, but I think, um, her book is available anywhere you get books it's yeah. on Amazon. It's on target, you know, Barnes and Nobles and every single possible location. And you can also submit to our giveaway and we will be randomly selecting, as we said at the beginning, one person to receive her book. But we, you know, are just so excited and congratulations, Tama, for putting out this amazing, uh, book and we look forward to seeing more from you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys all for listening to our podcast. We really, we really enjoyed recording it. Um, specifically this, this interview was really great, but I hope you guys all enjoy listening to it. Um, um, we want you to rate review and subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Google, Stitcher music, Stitcher music, Google, whatever (laughs) it is, all the different places, anywhere that you received this podcast to listen to it. Yeah. Just everywhere. Just 
you, I'm sure you can rate and review it there. Um, if you want to connect with us on the socials, we're on pretty much every social platform. Um, Hannah Goes Birding and Eric Goes Birding on Instagram. Hannah and Eric Go Birding on Facebook. At We Go Birding on Twitter. Um, Hannah and Eric Go Birding on TikTok. We're kind of all over the place. If you want to send us an email. <laughs> we do a little bit on everything. <laughs> a little, we don't do anything very well, but we do a lot of things. HannahNairGoBirding <laughs> yeah. um, at gmail.com is our email address. And you can also um, check out our website, www.gobirdingpodcast.com. Thank you.